0: Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today on our podcast as a part of our EBIT EVET series. Today, I have with us a very distinguished lady. Her name is Hale Yama. She's the Senior Director for Engineering at Course Hero. we We've known her for a while, and we are very familiar with her accomplishments. But I'd like to take this opportunity to get to know her a little more and to share her you know, experiences with us uh, on a bigger forum. So, Hale, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Good to see you, Pallavi. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to see you. And Hale, uh, to just start this conversation, can you tell us a little bit about your journey in technology and you know where you started, where you have come, and how? Sure. So I am the
1: first woman in my family to attend and graduate from college in a technical field. Uh, after finishing up my bachelor's in computer science, I started working as a developer in Turkey, which is where I'm from and heard that for a software engineer, Silicon Valley was a place to be. So I moved to San Francisco Bay Area in the year 2000. Uh, In my 27 years of experience in the industry, I worked in uh, various domains, including finance, mobile apps, B2B, education, in different sizes of companies from really small startups to the big tech giants. And I was a developer in the first half of it, and an engineering leader in the second half. I am currently a senior director of Engineering at Coursero, which is a popular learning platform used by a global community of students and educators. I am also a leadership and executive coach, and I'm passionate about diversifying the tech space and an advocate and public speaker for women in technology in particular.
0: Yes. Yeah. That totally ties in, you know, with our efforts to amplify women's voices too. So with you being in the industry for so long, you know, having, having broken the barriers of your own family first and the education like you know, levels that uh, that you'd always see, you've broken that barrier, you've come to a foreign land and you've been in technology which was generally more real dominated earlier, you know, especially a few years, till a few years ago. Um, you know, can you share how you how you broke through, how you managed to get the voice heard, how, how that experience was?
1: Yeah, it was never easy, honestly. You know, as a woman, I was always the minority. I went to a science high school and uh, we were maybe like a 10%, 10 to 15% of my class. It was a little bit better in the technical university I attended in the CS. Uh, one third of it uh, were women. And when I started working, the ratio dropped tremendously. I was actually worked for a few companies where I was the only women engineer. And it got better over time, uh, but dropped again when I moved to leadership positions. So my tactics changed over time too. Uh, and you know this is both to due to, as you said, in the recent years, more increased awareness of DEI topics, but also because I grew more comfortable in my own skin. And there was a time, and I'm not proud of this, but there was a time earlier in my career where I knew a ton about cars to a point that when a car passes by, I could tell you not only the make model year, but also the engine size, the horsepower, 060 time, (laughs) all of that. And honestly, I didn't start learning about them because I was particularly interested in cars, but because it was one of the main topics of my peer group. And in an effort not to be sidelined, I felt like I had to know a lot about them. This is how it started. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, initial strategy morphed over time to search for a common ground instead of that full assimilation. Right, and then eventually me deciding to show up as authentically as I could and hope that the value I bring to the table is important enough for the other party to do their fair share to make the conversation inclusive. With that, do I still have to do something extra to ensure my voice is heard? Still, absolutely.
0: And there are times. go ahead. No, I, I love this. I love this idea of, you know, that's why you have been in Rome, do as Romans do. So you probably mm-hmm. tried to do that first and, you know, got your voice heard. And then you took the time to let them understand who you are as an individual. Mm-hmm. Which was, I, I think that works. That's a great, that's a great tactic. Yeah. And uh, honestly,
1: there was a part of people getting to know me, but also there was a part of me uh, growing up I'm going to say, to, you know, like, mm-hmm. this is who I am. So, and times are changing. So, why don't you do your share, too, to make yeah. the conversation inclusive?
0: Yeah, so discovering yourself and then putting yourself out there. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, exactly. And, and be comfortable in your skin. Like. Yeah. Yep, yep. And, but, yeah, but, it, I mean, it doesn't mean that
1: I reached the destination. You know, there is still a lot of work to do. As I said, you know, I'm still employing some tactics to ensure my voice is heard. And it's like sometimes paraphrasing what I said. Sometimes, uh, you know, looking for the additional data points to make the message land better. Sometimes it is, you know, is this the right angle, right person, right time, and all of those things. So there are still uh, things that are going through my mind still to this day. But what I realized, Pallavi, is although I've come a long way in self-advocacy, I am much more fierce when it comes to advocating for others. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, it is so much easier for me to say that, hey, you're repeating what she said, or it was her idea rather than saying it was my idea. You're repeating my words. So I really lean into that. And I, by leaning into that, I by lifting others up, by supporting others, I hope to use that fierceness to make the world a more just, more equitable place. Specifically for women and technology, but for any of the minorities again, uh, like women minorities, the ma- major yeah, majority of yeah. minority. But that is something that comes more natural to me to advocate for others.
0: Well, so more power to you, Halle, for you know for giving. So basically, if you're saying to get more fierce in, you know, in making sure that the others are getting an opportunity or uplifted or not being sidelined, that's huge. That's probably what we really, the world really needs that. And I think in in that journey when you're trying to uplift others, you're also, uh, you know, maturing your own self and you're growing internally too. Yeah, definitely. And making the environment a little bit better too. So much more, yeah. And Mm -hmm. everybody needs that positivity and then it's, I think it's a ripple effect right when when very others see you doing this they're also encouraged and they step in and do more very true that's yeah that's beautiful that's lovely so honey you did say that you're an executive coach and i wanted to understand you know what your approach to mentorship is and you know how you how you have incorporated that into your organization yeah
1: so you know, some people are some people are natural mentors, and uh, we really are super lucky to have a few of them, quite a few of them in my organization. But we didn't have a formal structured program. Uh-huh. So last year, two women engineers approached me, and shout out to Jyoti Shete and Soumya Sikaram here. They approached me to brainstorm about how we could make it an official uh, and structured program. Mm. You know, I'm passionate about this, so it was an easy yes from me. And we looked in our HRBP and uh, came up with resources, guidelines, processes, etc. Since this was going to be the first program in, in the organization, first official program in the organization, we wanted to secure the uh, supply side uh, of this whole place. So we confirmed a few mentors beforehand and then ask for nominations for both mentors and mentees, match them accordingly, and ran a pilot in the engineering last year. So we were talking about, uh, you know, how it impacts the women in technology and whatnot. In in our pilot program, Pallavi, we had equal representation from both women and men, mm-hmm. and, our, and our ratio is not 50-50 in engineering. So Hmm. this was another sign to me to see how real the need is for uh, that mentorship for women in technology. We don't have enough representation, not only in the leadership uh, positions, but also in higher level individual contributor roles too. Mm -hmm. So, and if you think about it in a larger space, there are still advancement barriers, pay inequities, you know, family, work-life imbalances for women in the workplace. And mentorship is a great way to address those, build connections, real connections, and work through charting your path to your goals, gaining skills, and learning new things. So that is that was a really striking thing for me to know that attendance level. And in general, mentorship and mentors and coaches and sponsors to a certain extent, they help you unlock your potential and get you where you want to be in a much shorter time. Right? Right. Right. And The playing level is not healed at the moment. So this is one of the ways we can work to close that gap for women at least.
0: Right. Yeah. And as you rightly said, like a lot of times these mentors may not, uh, you know, they may, they may just unlock your own potential. They're not teaching you anything new, but you know, just the connection and the network can help you discover your own um, you know, greatness.
1: <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. Sometimes all we need is a little push or a
0: spotlight in our blind spots. Right, so Halle, tell me this. I mean, my next question would have been, uh, how can companies structure result-oriented programs that unlock every team member's full potential? But before that, I think it also might, uh, it might be important to look at you know, what are the, typical challenges that companies face and not every company they face all the challenges for structuring mm-hmm. this program, right? But in what have you seen? What is it that are the typical challenges that once you break through those, then it's easier to structure a program? Yeah, I think uh, first
1: thing is basically, you know, uh, thinking from a company point of view and also the bigger climate of tech that we are at this moment in time, engagement, employee engagement, uh, retention, uh, really making sure that we are upskilling the employees. And mm-hmm. you know that word that uh, treat everybody really well or teach them well so that they can leave anytime they want to, but treat them really well so that they don't want to. Yeah. So that fine balance of upskilling and keeping them engaged and have them growing is one of the biggest things I think at this point. And uh, if, if the company is bought into that, so that's one part of it, is if the company is excited and have resources to spend on that, that's one big part of it. And the second part is, sometimes it is kind of a grassroots moment, moment like we had, right? We were just in the engineering group, can we make something happen? And having those individuals that are willing to do the work and at least speak for it, fight for it, if they come together, it is really, really magical. But for companies in general, because your resources are always limited, right? So you want to pick and choose what will bring you the best possible results. So tying this to the initial question of you, uh, yours is, how do we know that we are getting the results? Yes, we are going to like unlocking every team member's full potential is super critical. And, uh, you know, mentorship is one of the ways, but, you know, you can really focus on where people are, where they want to go, how you can bridge that gap and all, but what are the results that you want to get out of this? So I'm a big believer in you can't improve what you don't measure. So thinking about the results from the get-go becomes really, really important. So you pick up your objectives and you pick up some measurable key results It can be engagement score, for example, for the organization can be really important. But when it comes to results, I think there are two crucial parts. The first one is the results for the individual, which is mentor and mentee, right? For mentors, what are you trying to get for the mentors out of this other than the altruistic goodwill nature of it? It can be honing their leadership skills it can be sharing the organizational knowledge and business knowledge with others for mentees it is you know having people to talk to making increasing your in organization resources crafting your uh, skills learning new things so these are all the things but what becomes important then is how do you pick that result how do you pick that goal for for the pair so what we do in our uh, program is we ask the pair to pick a goal for themselves and you know measure their progress towards that goal throughout the program and at the end of it. And we will know if you achieve. This is fully knowing that life happens. Your goals may shift. The relationship may shift. But they are uh, uh, encouraged. We encourage them to continue the relationship if both wants to and also uh, take part of the program in different roles with different pairings. So Mm -hmm. uh, when you talk about reaching your full potential, nobody can give you everything that you need to reach your full potential. So I personally like talking to people with different skill sets, different backgrounds, different perspectives to, you know, get a little bit of everything. And this is what we encourage from from our mentorship in, in our mentorship program too. The second crucial part uh, we talked about the individuals, the second is for the organization. And these are the things usually that, you know, the engagement scores, retention scores, upskilling your employees, supporting inclusion, providing more learning and development opportunities. And I believe if you start with the potential hope, uh, the end result that you hope for in mind, that goes a long way and may even ensure the successful outcome of the program.
0: That's true. So, Haned, this is—I—I I really love how you know you have this whole understanding. Can you also share with us any live example of, you know, where you saw where you saw a change in in somebody's trajectory because mm-hmm. of the mentorship program and how it started? How just a couple of examples would really help. Yeah. So.
1: We were thinking I'm going to talk about uh, one of the first uh, meetings of one of the mentorship, uh, mentor-mentee meetings. And we've started with what are the goals, like mentee starts with what are the goals that I want to pick and uh, I want to go into XYZ without, uh, you know, giving too much into their privacy, but I want to talk about XYZ or I want to go to these places. But the question that the mentor asked was why? And first response is because I want to grow in my career. And I think these are the things that I want to do. And then second, why? And third, why? I mean, this is such a simple thing, right? But it turned out that they were going through the motions, but not really happy with what they were doing. There were parts of it that they loved and they wanted to grow. And there were parts of it that was just draining them down. Mm-hmm. So by putting that, shining that light into that blind spot of, you're not a tree, you don't have to be there. You can change positions, you can move to another tree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, be more organic. Yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. So that, that understanding made them consider what they want about the job and what they don't like about the job, that current job position that they're in. And how can they morph it into something different to do more of the things that they want and grow in different ways that they want to go. And they got the support that they needed to, to talk to other people and find a better spot for them. So this is actually a good example of how we talked about, we set a goal at the beginning of the program, it completely changed towards the end of the program. But if you were to ask if that was a successful outcome of the program, even though the initial goals were not met, I would totally say it was. It was an a experience in listening to uh, what you want and not going by the book, like questioning your motives and thinking out of the box to see if there's another way possible, if there's a, another way possible for you to go and Pick that for yourself. So that's the first example that came to my mind.
0: Lovely, Hali, I was also, you know, during this, um, during everything that you were you were saying, I was also thinking that we assume uh, all of this requires a lot of self motivation, right? And not everybody has the self motivation or the drive because it may be because of the circumstances that they just succumbed to, and -hmm. especially with women, there are a lot of women who take a break in their career. And they take a break in the early part of their career, you know, when they've just had a few years of experience and then because of family life or motherhood or something, they may take a break, right? They've not reached a position where they have a whole lot of confidence in themselves yet. And after the break, when they want to come back into the world, into the corporate world, there there's a lot of, there is a lack of drive and motivation. There's, there's some amount of being lost. There's some hesitance in putting yourself out there, right? So for such women... What would be what would be your advice so it pushes them out and it motivates them? That is a great question,
1: Pallavi, and it kind of hits close to home. Uh, I when I had my uh, second child, I was I think I was due for promotion, but I did not go and ask for it because I thought it'll require me to take away from my family time. -hmm. Uh, It'll require me to not be as present that I would like to be. And, you know, I I wanted to balance that right. Looking back, I should have. But one thing, now now what you're asking is, is there anything in the environment that would have made me more bold into, uh, you know, asking that question or push myself and get that motivation? And that is there are two parts of it. Let me start with two parts. I don't know if we're going to end up with two parts, but there are two parts of it. Um, It is, it may be lack of motivation, but I think it is more of a, uh, uh, you know, complete lack of planning and, you know, making sure that we do all of it all at the same time. So one part of it is really looking at, you know, what you want to do and, Are there other people that you can go and talk to? So that is the representation part of it. If you know that there are other people who have gone through that and made it, go talk to them, ask their advice, learn from their experiences, hear their stories. I think that is the part that uh, makes us, you know, oh, okay, okay, I could do that. Or learn from what they didn't do. Like I, I'm like, I'm I'm regretting it. I totally deserve that promotion, but I didn't put myself out there. So that can be motivating too. And the second part is a a little bit about the environment. So if there is a mentorship program available, it is easier to take part of it, be a part of it, rather than going and asking for somebody to be your mentor. So two parts, uh, representation and uh, available opportunities. Right. So that they can be pushed a little bit out or it is not a push. It is easier, easier for, uh, uh, for them to grab.
0: That's so true. And sometimes I also feel that uh, you may not have a formal mentorship program available to you, but that's, but there could be mentorship opportunities lying right in front of you. Right. And I think everybody should take that small step. Sometimes it feels like it's a huge step to go ask somebody. But even if you just strike a conversation and want to get to know somebody better, like somebody who's more experienced, somebody whom you respect, somebody whom you who you like the trajectory of. Just a conversation can open up a lot of your own doors. And I feel like in those times you have to trust your own intuition, judgment and intelligence to absorb it. Yeah. It's all out there.
1: Which is very true and that's a great point, you know, asking for, for somebody to mentor you sounds like a big ask and you're, you know, like, especially if it is the first time, if you don't know that person, you're kind of locking yourself into that relationship and asking a lot of time from them too. There are a ton of micro mentorship, micro menteeship opportunities. You just learn something from that person and it is, really a low-hanging fruit in that sense that you're just having a conversation and you're having that micro learning moment and then you have another conversation maybe at another time with somebody else so it, it it can be diverse it doesn't have to be one person and definitely whenever they are out there as you said this makes it so much social so much organic so much conversational Yet you come up, come out with something very meaningful for your growth at the end.
0: Yeah. And you don't understand sometimes the other person may also gain a lot. Like he or she may sound like he's, oh, he's way out of my league or way up there. But, you know, you may bring a very fresh perspective to their mundane daily, uh, you know, talking at that C-suite level. It's very nice to hear that perspective. Like I've seen that myself so many times where, yeah. Uh, those those conversations are so engaging and they're, they're you know, they're nothing that, they're real. Very real. Very real. You're right. Real You're visible. right.
1: Yeah. I think that is one of the uh, not so talked about benefits of mentorship programs. Everybody, you know, identifies for organization and mentees. There's a lot for mentors in there too. That is just not, <laughs> that is just
0: more hidden than the rest of the obvious ones. I love that point. There is a lot for the mentors as well. So don't shy away from asking for advice, help thoughts. Sometimes you're not even asking for an advice. you just you may ask for just what's your thought on this? Yep. Exactly. And that can open up a whole discussion. And the other thing that you said that I really like and we should talk about it more at another time would be the micro mentorship and the micro mentorship. <laughs> it doesn't have to sound so formal. It can yep. be very, very casual too great exactly um Hale, I, you were at our conference last year and you know we would love to see you again at the conference uh, extraordinary women in tech conference but then is you know just before we end the session is there anything that you'd like to say to the audience based on your journey what you saw and you know the importance of these kind of networking events
1: yeah the conference was really good it was great uh you know we've talked about this women in tech uh, is a lonely place especially as you climb up the career ladder and uh, I mentioned the lack of representation uh, and it was like a fresh breath of air really to see uh, people who made it uh, and this kind of affirms your belief that it is doable so that is the representation part of it and learning there how it was good to get to know uh, you know like-minded people hear their stories and make uh, new and meaningful connections with them so this is all the networking events and the support groups for women in tech that is what they provide you they provide you with a representation with possibilities and way to support and lift each other up so this is where you you know the sisterhood that is talked about that you get to share your experiences learn from others and really be in the company of like-minded people it <laughs> Gives the feeling that, you know, we are not alone, not in our organizations, or we are not one of a few in our organizations, but also in the issues that we are trying to navigate. We are all going through the same things. And with that, the networking events, your conference in particular, and support groups for women in general, they reignite the hope and remind us of our responsibility to go further, not just individuals, but also our responsibility to move the cause forward, to make the world, uh, you know, a more just, more equitable place. So it was a great reminder of that and I really tremendously enjoyed it.
0: I'm so glad. For that, And yes, I agree. These are, you know, if nothing else, these are very life-enriching events and conversations. So, and thank you for thank you to you for being such an integral part of it and for you know, always being so involved in all our events i really appreciate that and thank oh, you so pleasure. much for your time today as well
1: thank you very much palavi it was my pleasure and looking forward to seeing you in the next conference in october, in october yeah. yes yes thank you